Welcome to the Crazy Prayer Ladies Podcast, a time of devotional, discussion on everyday Christian topics, prayer, and even Bible trivia, with Professor Gigi, Miss Polly Pureheart, Miss Crown Call Chosen, and The Dude. Well, hello, hello, everyone. We have with us Professor Gigi today is going to bring us the word. So without further ado, it's all yours, Professor. Okay. Good morning, everybody. God bless. Our um, devotional today is called Guarded by God's Power, and it's by Alistair Begg, Pastor Alistair Begg. Uh, it says here, how much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the spirit of grace. That's according to Hebrews 10.29. Um, okay, it says here, if we're honest, we all can recall times when we failed, faltered, or temporarily lost interest in the things of Christ. These experiences can unsettle the faith of even the most seasoned believer. What then are we to make of our stumblings. The Bible is clear that once we are in Jesus's hand, we are not coming out. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. No one will snatch them out of my hand. That's in John 10, 27, 28. Let me make sure it's the full verse. Yeah, it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. It says, um, indeed, our failures serve as a daily reminder to cling to God's promises all the more and not to our own merit. For those hidden in Christ, all the promises of God find their yes in him. 2 Corinthians 1.20, uh, full verse says, all, for all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. When God promises that nothing will separate us from the love of Christ, that includes our stumbling and sinning. Romans 8, 38, 39 says, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we have been redeemed by Christ, when we have been brought into his orbit of grace, he promises to complete the good work he began in us. Philippians 1.6. It says here, and I am sure of this, that he who began a, wood, a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. We must conclude then that a genuine believer cannot be lost. It is not possible. According to God's mercy, we are brought into his family and guarded by his power until the day of salvation. 1 Peter 1.5 says, who, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, 
ready to be re revealed in the last time. The Bible is equally clear, however, that there are those who for a time are marked by some dedication to God, but who then turn to opposition, turn turn in opposition to Jesus and his word, never to return to him again. Their repudiation of what they once professed reveals that they never genu genuinely belonged to Je Jesus at all. Such individuals, notes the author of Hebrews, receive the knowledge of truth and perhaps even suggest to others around them that their faith is sincere, but in reality, they are trampling the Son of God underfoot. They engage in the reverse of what Paul describes in 1 Philippians 3.8. It says, Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing, Jesus, of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Paul counted everything in life as rubbish compared to knowing Jesus. But these men and women taste the goodness of the Lord, yet count him as rubbish when offered earthly pleasures. The aim of the writer to the Hebrews is to warn against complacency, which leads to dangerous drifting. Hebrews 2.1. It says, warning against neglecting salvation. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. He is urging his readers to run to the cross in their weakness and failures. For the wonder of the cross is that there is no sinful believer that cannot be forgiven. And the glory of the spirit is that there is no weak believer he cannot preserve. When you stumble, then stumble towards the cross. And when you awake each day, ask the one who died in your place for a fresh outpouring of his grace in order that you may preserve in your faith. And then there's some questions for thought. How is God calling me to think differently? How is God reordering my heart's affections, what I love? What is God calling me to do as I go about my day today? And then there's a further Further reading Hebrews 2, 1 to 9 says, Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not see everything in subjection to him, but we see him 
who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. According to, you know, the word of God, we cannot lose our salvation if we've really, you know, taken hold of it. Because we know that, you know, it's by grace. It's not by by anything we have done, but what God, what Christ did on the cross for us, right? We know that uh, he gave his life for us on the cross so that anyone who believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You know, it doesn't have a condition to it. The, um, you know, we work our salvation because we love him because he first loved us. And, you know, I, I say we're, we're all sinners. We're redeemed by the blood of Jesus. But our goal is to sin less, right? Not that we're, we're not sinners. We continue to be sinners. It's like an alcoholic, you know? <laughs> they say once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Because we 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 are prone to to the flesh, you know. We're prone to to sometimes continue doing things we shouldn't do. But if our heart is in Christ and we know that that it breathes His Holy Spirit, then you know we we detract from that and we you know we we seek Him in everything we do. So, any words? Any? Well, yeah, I think, you know, sometimes that's where we have to be careful. Like we can get caught up as people were used to having rules and you have to do this and you have to do that. Right. And, and, right. and so sometimes in our, in our individual relationships or even in our churches, we will tell people, you've got to follow this rule to be saved and that rule and that rule. And no, it, it's not like that. Just because that's what we're used to. His love is unconditional and we're not used to unconditional love like that. And okay. so we try to put restrictions in there and that shuts a lot of people out that shouldn't be or turns them off. Well, there is, there is a couple things too. There's a couple, let's say, responsibilities to the faith. Yes. And yes. one is repentance. That's yes. a continual yes. thing as part of being yes. our sinless walk is the necessary acknowledgement that we're going to fall short. Yes. We know it when we do it. So repentance is key and acceptance. So there's a lot of people who reject. He still loves, but that is one of the key things to being a follower, being a believer is acceptance. So we can know that, you know, the Lord loves us, but we, we have to accept that and accept the responsibility that goes along with the, it's not so much rules as it is obedience. Amen. 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 You know, we, we, um, that's, that's a, that's a key word, obedience, you know, because once we establish a relationship with Christ, you know, people, people take, take the salvation part, you know, oh, okay, you know, he accepts me, you know, he saved me. And 
that's where they stay. See, that's not part of our growing relationship. It's like it's like when you first meet your your husband or your wife, you know, uh, your significant other. Um, you know, you start in a relationship first as a as you know boyfriend and girlfriend, right? <laughs> you continue to know each other and you progress. Or at least that should be the progression. You know, you should marry and eventually, you know, um, have a life together. With Christ, it's basically the same. As you grow in your faith with him, as you grow and you continue to have a relationship with him, you know, you establish, um, you know, commitment to him, right? You, com you, you commit to your husband, you commit to your wife. You know, you make vows when you get married. You know, you're supposed to be, um, you know, you're supposed to be faithful that he's that woman, that man that you marry is going to be the only person in your life because they 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 have a certain relationship with you. It's an intimate relationship. So that is our, you know our stance in life too, as you get to know Jesus and you get to love him more and more, then your yourself starts retreating. You know, you're more into the relationship because of what you can do for him in regards to love than what he can do for you. Although, you know, we do know that God's, you know, gives us certain rewards and, 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 and peace and so many other things that are spiritual in nature, but they're also in the physical realm too. You know, we get we get we get satisfaction from serving him and serving others. But you have to develop that relationship. You know, that's developed through time, through commitment, through obedience, um, you know, to God. I know we use the analogy as Christ loves the church. Um when we talk about relationships, when we talk about how we should treat, whether you're married in a relationship. Right. Or, but that analogy is as the church, uh, the, the bride, the church, the husband, the wife, those are slowly, not slowly, now it's, it's speed fast, being disseminated. You don't hear about marriages anymore. You hear more about divorces than marriages. Yeah, unfortunately. So when we do the analogy, if we don't have that model of what a strong marriage looks like through thick and thin, and it's not readily available to society, how do we reach, when we give that analogy, how do we reach the people that don't have that analogy or don't see it? Yeah, they don't have that example. Right. And it's yeah. not really out there right about now. Well, you know what? Um, the, the thing is that the church should be modeling that to people. The well, church, you know, yeah. The body of Christ the, should be should be in the word of God, should be in the teaching of the word, should be in the scrutinizing of what the word of God says, because he does have, you know, he talks about the church. He talks about the, 
the bride. He talks about relationships between men and women, how they should be. And if we're not versed in his word, we're not following, we're not in obedience, then, you know, we're, we're following the same precepts that the world is following. That's that what, that's what differentiates us from persons or the people who do not know Christ. I understand okay. all of that. Yeah, I understand that. But we're still talking about a model of marriage that you hardly see. And that model, that the very few models that we see are part of the church. So that means there's not many models in the church. Yeah, the, the statistics show, unfortunately, that um, <laughs> divorce is almost the same, you know, prevalence in the church as there is in in the world but that that unfortunately to to me is a deterrent not for christ or not a a ding against him it's a ding against us against the the people who should be an example to the world you know because i, I um, agree right? i agree and uh, the, the only thing is that that model is taking on a new form, two men, two women. That's not the model. Yeah, because, yeah, because uh, the unfortunate part about that is the fact that um, we're not following the pre pre precepts of the Bible. And, and it's, it's not only two men and two women. It's a man and a woman who are living together and not married. I'm just those are the yeah th you're right, but I'm just right. saying where do we get the the it's very few that's what I'm saying that are exemplifying what it should be. Yes, you have people cohabitating. Yes, you have men marrying men and women marrying men. That's not what the Bible said. But when you look at society, it's like you it's it's screaming loud. And how much yeah. has pe penetrated the church? Right, right, right. Well, you know what? Um, I would consider that a ding against us <laughs> because we we know the word. the The Bible says, you know, the, the the people are blind. People are are you know who do not know Christ. Um, you know, it's because they do not know Him. Well, there's also Sorry, um, sure, sure. Gigi, but it's like, you know, I, I think for the last maybe 10 years, especially accelerated in the last three years, we are definitely living in Romans one. And I know that's my soapbox, yeah. but, you know, and it's like right. they will give up the obvious knowledge. Yes. So if people right now can have a better relationship that expresses the relationship that maybe God has with us through his son by having a dog or a pet or, you know what I mean? So they know that there's, there can be good relationships. So, you know, I think when they are doing the opposite of what grieves the Lord, then they know, and it's willful ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely, and he said, I'm going to blind the eyes. I'm going to, you know, if you don't know by now, so that, you know, 
there's, there is that because people know, you know, in yourself, you know, and that's why there's so much this struggle. And now it's just taken off with the mental illness with, you know, 120,000 different genders. It, it, it's a, so, you know, there is a condition of the heart and the mind that the enemy is just taken off and are and, uh, mm -hmm. having a field day and people are willingly going along with things that obviously make no sense. Right, right. That's when it's there to lead you over to your reprobate mind. Yes. And, 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 and uh, John 15, 22 says, because Jesus has come into the world and has done mighty signs that testify to who he is as the incarnate son of God, the world has no excuse for rejecting him or his followers. Thank you. Yes. That's it. So, That's it. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, I always say, you know, I always say, um, this is my, my, my mantra. <laughs> it, it comes through the house. You know what I'm saying? I Amen. had a man who always yeah. told me, you know, because of the political stuff and all that, he says, <clears throat> you know, what's going on in your house versus what's going on, on in the White House? We're so consumed about what's happening in the White House. You know, right now, if we look, Hunter um, Biden, <laughs> right? Do you, do you have all these news about all these politicians doing this, doing that, doing, you know, evading taxes, according to, you know, Trump being being prosecuted for this, for that, for that. We're more involved in other people's houses than in our own house. No. Better get I, I always to... say, yeah, I always say we have to take responsibility for ourselves first. You know, before we can we can we can we can talk about other, you know, other people or other situations. You know, we if I think if the if the church and and the church in general and us individually we form the church, the body of Christ, you know, take into consideration what we are doing in our house. And we've all fallen short of that. I'm not saying, you know, because I definitely fell short on a lot of things in raising my kids, even my grandkids, and, you know, even relationships. But I believe that we need to take hold of that because we are the example to the world. If we act and we do the same thing that everybody else out there does, then what are people going to say? You know, what is the example like we were talking about? You know, you say there's very few examples. Well, well you know what? Thing. We have to take it in hand in some, in some way or form that people will say, you know what? Even if it's, and you know, we, people get saved one person at a time. We're not Billy Graham's, you know, who went out into the multitudes and probably thousands of people heard the message and came, but each one of us individually in our sphere, in our, you know, environment have to be an example of Christ in, in, you know, in the world, 
because I understand there's not many examples out there, you know, but we can't, to me, that's my take on it. You guys can agree, disagree, whatever. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> um, but I always say, you know what? The, 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 the house has to straighten themselves out first. And not that we do not, of course, because we're doing it right here. Not that we don't proclaim the gospel. We don't speak about Christ. Definitely, that's, that's where we do it. But we have to understand that, you know, we have to take care of our house. And how do we live? And when we're not perfect, none of us is. None of us is. We, we're sinners. We're redeemed sinners. That's the difference. And and our goal is to sin less. Well, right? I'm a perfect sinner. I'm a perfect sinner. Yes, I am too. <laughs> and if we well, had time, this, if we had time, I would I would tell you my my um my fall from grace and the example of it. And I always, you know, I say, well, God, you know what? My fall from grace has taught me, you know, uh, has put you know has taught me lessons that. Probably if I had not fallen into that, although I'm not saying we should, you know, have to learn by example, by doing things, because it says, you know, a wise man, uh, uh, a smart man learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. I think if we were wise, you know, we would learn from other people's mistakes, but I had to learn and many of us, unfortunately, that's part of life. You know, we learn through our own mistakes. We learn through our failures. And we learn uh -oh. through all, you know, and then we get up. Well, for me, I was listening to everybody give some a few points as I was taken back by. Let me first say this. The people that God has given the grace for, everything has grace. Some of us have has the grace to call people by the multitude. They are supposed to align the people with the kingdom principle. Billy Graham had that grace where he could have pulled people in by the number thousands. But there are still people that on the front line that their name are very popular. That God has assigned and called them that can cause the people to walk in alignment because that they represent the body of Christ in the church. Yes. That's number one. And the thing about it, the biblical principle I'm talking about, the church. The groom submits himself to the bride. He becomes the goal. He becomes the redeemer. He becomes all these things for us. Our Amen. task as the church is to submit to him. So that the, when the Bible talks about the world, it, it means systems. That the system out there, the different system, the political system, the other systems should see that the church is one with the bride and the groom. That's a mystery. And that's how we are supposed to live. That's how we are supposed to operate. Not, not falling away. The bride is um, not submitting because that's where the church is supposed to be. And the order yes. of God must be in alignment within the church. Amen. It starts, with, it starts within our home. But at the same time, if the church is not affecting the systems out there, it will not affect it. Let's say this. Let me put it real. If they're not doing what is right and compromising, Whenever you compromise between your marriage, you're causing a third party to come in, and the system is that third party because you're accepting the things of the world. You're not submitting to your groom, and the groom is the King of Kings, the Lord of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Amen. That is what is supposed to be done. And I said, it's plain and straight. When God puts you on a platform and God is using you with that grace to be his representation, because he said he made us little gods in the earth, we are supposed to represent him right in the correct way. And this, the thing that we see happening when you have, when you allow compromise, when you have multiple saying within your marriage, it's a path for destruction and confusion. And what I see this today, unless the church come back to his rightful, their rightful place, the bride come back to her rightful place Amen. within the woman to love him and submit, there's no confusion. And the body of Christ right now is at a total place of confusion. That's why the marriage is so corrupt because the groom is waiting there, but the bride let me say this ministry is disrespectful. So it cannot affect or impact the systems of the world because of the things that they are compromising and letting in. You're letting in a third party within the things of God. And it's going yeah. up as a stench, an unpleasant scent unto him. But yet yeah. he, he loves us and he believes in us. But at the same time, he can get angry. I hear my mic. The dude, you're left to pick up the mic. <laughs> Well, wow. how do you follow that? <laughs> but, but but it is very true, though. You know, we're not doing what we're supposed to do as the church. We're we're not strong. We're not out there fighting for the for the faith, and we have a lot of broken relationships within yes. the church. Not only marriages, but you know, relationships among people in the church. And I think we've lost our way kind of because we're not studying as much as we're supposed to. And we're just assuming things are a certain way without, you know, and right. I'm guilty of this too. We all are at times of just assuming, you know, what's in there. No, That's why we have to go back and reread it because how many yes. times have you reread a passage and you see something different come out of it for you that next time? Amen. I guess my, my question is what have you allowed to infiltrate your homes because with every home we should be cleaning it every day right so you should be taking inventory what needs to be cleaned what have i allowed in from social media from the news from whatever how right. much of that has infiltrated your house yeah um, i want to i want to point another to what um Ms. Crown called Chosen spoke about. Um, Professor G, you just let me say this before I, I lose sure. my train of thought. Sure, sure. Go ahead. You're muted. Yes, I just want to say this. Um, the thing about it, clean house start inside of the church. Clean house start inside of the church or in your house. But our house, we're talking about the church here, right? And then we talk about our family, but it starts with us, right? As us, the yep. individual in our homes. Then the church, the church represents the house first. The house needs to be clean. The church house needs to be clean of compromising, of witchcraft, of accepting the systems of the world. When you clean that, then you can impact the world or the system. When you cannot clean those things up and you're compromising, you say, okay, the Lord understands. And it starts with the individual because there's some people when you tell them in the church that, you know what, this is ungodly, they don't see that way because everybody twisted the scriptures to, to please them and they want to leave. But when destruction comes, you want to come back. But the thing about it, let's be very, let's be very clear. The church is at a place where people have to know, it's like, I don't want to say they don't have respect, 
but there are future that God anchors his whole, the anchor of God is holding on because they're not compromising. But at the same time, the church needs to be cleaned up. And until the church be cleaned up of all those things that is not, or the bride get herself cleaned up, or the marriage get cleaned up, that is when you will impact the systems of the world. And if that don't happen, I'm sorry, we are in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's not cleaned yes. up, it's going to be messed up. Yeah. Well, it, it, in the Bible teaches that faith without works is dead. You know, so, um, and in James... In James, um, it says, for as a body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. If we're not being led by the spirit, if the body is not being led by the spirit, then you know what? We're, 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 we're working in our own power. We're working in the systems of the world. You know, we're working on uh, our own energy. So we need to be, you know, fully led by the spirit. And I think the unfortunate part is that we tend to to do more of our own works than letting the Holy Spirit lead us and show us what needs to be done. And that's from the top all the way to the bottom, because we see, you know, even within the church systems, so much you know, so much internal turmoil. And it's like, you know, the Bible says, if you're biting each other, if you're, if you're, you know, tearing each other apart, what, 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 what example are you giving to, you know, to the world? You know? So, you know, the word says, if we lack wisdom, we have to ask God. That's also in James. And I think the less we do is is ask God how to lead us and how to, you know, bring forth changes in our lives, changes in the world, changes in the politics, changes in everything. We're not giving him the obedience and the sovereignty that he, you know, that is owed only to him. So, you know, it's a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. Um, but I always say, you know, you, you, you start from the house first because, you know, a, a family unit can impact the community if it's a positive. And we start one at a time, one person at a time, one little, you know, community at a time or whatever we have to do. Because, you know, that's how God used Gideon. He had thousands and thousands of men, and he said, "Nope, nope, nope. Keep the keep the leading. Keep the leading. Keep, you know, until he found the three hundred. He says, "With those three hundred, I can do what I need to do because you know what? Then the power is mine. I'm the one who did the work. That's what God told him. If not, you guys think you did it on your own. And you know that's that's part of." part of pride that that's what took adam and eve down too and that's what took satan as the angel of light down so we need to be you know very careful that we don't lead through pride instead of leading through the spirit of god in our lives well we're going yeah, we to just have right to be here. able to i'm sorry oh. i just wanted to say we just have to be able to recognize the enemy in the camp 
We yes. have to be able to recognize the tears. And a lot of these churches, um, and I don't know, I guess we could say organized churches, you know, they're entangled. And so when you see 501c3, you kind of understand that if they're connected, there's only so much they can reveal and they can prophesy from the pulpit. And then it's up to the parishioner to, again, be led by the spirit, to open the book, to know what it says, to recognize, um, you know, uh, misdirected teaching and, you know, just be cognizant that the enemy knows his time is up and he's going to use every available opportunity in the church, out of the church, around the church, you know, he's just, right. he's got a mission and we have a mission as well, but recognize the, the weapons that they use. Amen. We got a function by Ephesians 6. Okay, any other prayers? Just for, obviously, um, our children, our, our, you know, these next six months are going to be very, very trying. Um, and, you know, all those going through the storm damage and it's, I don't know, these submarines, people trying to find stuff. I mean, so just... We would just return to the power and the knowledge and the, the, the keeping of truth. Hey, I'd like to go down and see that Titanic too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead, guys. What else no, you want? <laughs> that's it. That's you may it not me. come back, Maria. <laughs> hey, I know. Everything I'll, is in I'll wait for the movie. <laughs> The new movie. <laughs> yeah, missing people in the submarine. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so um, you know, I I, I want to pray for wisdom in the in the body of Christ and that we return to our first love, <laughs> because you know we have to return to basics. I always say, you know, principles and basics. You 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 always have to remember that. You know, systems change, you know, strategies change, different things. But you know what? The principle of it is that God is our creator. God is our savior. God is our redeemer. And everything, everything, everything falls on him. You know, and we have to be led by, by him, by his Holy Spirit and by the word of God. And if we don't know the word, then you know we're 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 not doing our jobs. Let's pray, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity you have given us today, Father, to come before your presence, to um, be here in this group, Father. And we hope, Father, that everything we do here, we ask that your Holy Spirit be the one speaking, Father. We ask, Father, that. Your Holy Spirit be the one directing everything that we do here today, Father. We ask, Lord Father in heaven, that you will continue to, to, um, to stir our spirits, to stir our minds, our hearts, because your word says that we are to love you with everything we have, Father, 
with our hearts, our minds, our souls, our strength, Father. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you be able to help us through um, this muddle that is life, Father. Because we know, Father, that all of us, in one way or another, Father, fall short of your glory, Father. We fall short, Father, of that of that ability to follow you sometimes in obedience, Lord. But we ask you, Lord, that you continue to be with us. You continue to provide for our unbelief as, as it says in the Bible, Lord. If there is any unbelief, Father, help us to sort through it, Father. Help us, Lord Jesus, as we follow you and we follow your commandments, we follow your precepts, we follow, Lord, your wisdom and the example that you gave to each and every one of us, Father. But most of all, Lord, we ask you that you that we continue to be in your in your will, Father, in your obedience, Lord. Even though we stumble, even though sometimes we do not do according to what you want us to do, because that was even what Paul said. The thing, the goods, the good that I want to do, I don't do. But what I don't want to do, that is what I do, Father. And we are all in that situation. We are all in that in that conundrum, Father. But we ask you, Lord, Father in heaven, for Miss Polly Pureheart, Father, for her job, her work, as she goes through her day, Father, help her to do the things that she needs to do according to um, the work that you have put before her, Father. She asks for healing. She asks, Father, for um, for healing in 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 body, for healing in finances for healing in spiritual matters, Father, for healing in all aspects of life, Father. We ask that you continue to bless each and every one of us in those different areas, Father. I ask you, Father, for all this weather changes, all these storms, Father. We know that the season is coming up for hurricanes and for um, so many weather changes that happen during this time. But we also know, Father, that we see more and more of these things happening at present, Father. So many temperature changes, places that should be warm are cold, places that should be cold are warm, Father. But we know, Father, that you, in, you are in control of the environment. You created it, Father, and we know that we can trust in you, Father, that your will be done in earth as it is in heaven, Lord. We ask you also for the children, especially um, now that there's so many agendas against uh, even morality, against even common sense, Father, because sometimes the things that we hear, the things we see, common sense is not even common anymore, Lord. There is no sense to many of the things that are happening around the world, Father. But we ask you, Lord Jesus, that your Holy Spirit permeate in each and every one of us, Father, that as people hear your word, as people hear your message, Father, their their eyes, their spiritual blind eyes will be opened, their minds will be opened, Father, their hearts will be opened to you, Father, and to the message of love and forgiveness that you have for each and every one of us, Father. We also ask, Lord Jesus, that you be with uh, Miss Crown called in, in her area, especially as she lives in the Guyana area. And there are so many things going on right now in, in that place, politically, environmentally, spiritually, Father. We ask you that you give her, Father, and continue to 
provide the protection that she needs, Father, physically, emotionally, spiritually, Lord. We ask you that you be with her, with her family, uh, that you provide healing in her physical body and also in her spiritual body and and in everything that's going on in the environment over there with her internet and her means of communication, Father, because we know that is what we use here in this platform, Father. We ask you that you provide for all her needs according to your riches and glory, Lord. And we ask for the dude, Father, also for um, him as a husband, as the head of the household, Father. Uh, I ask you for Miss Tina's marriage, her husband, and that you continue to fortify the men, Father, in in um, according to your will, Father, because you are the head and they they follow after you, Father, that they might be examples, especially as we spoke about marriage and, and what a marriage should be, Father, that people will seek, seek your example of what marriage should be, especially in the body of Christ, in, in the church, Father, because you are the groom and we are the bride, Father. Let us be a bride who is white, Father, like your, your, your word says, Father, that we will be unmarred father according to your will and that we will be in obedience to your to you and everything that we do father we have to start individually each in our own home each in our own environments each in our own communities father that we might bless you father by the way we live and that the world can see father that we are different that they might seek father what you have given to us Lord, we ask you, Father, that you continue to be with us. You continue to be with this crazy prayer ladies program, that you continue to give us the wisdom, the words, Father, to seek your face and to do everything according to your will, Father. We ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another in Jesus' name. Be salty. I believe. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Crazy Prayer Ladies podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Send your prayer requests to cpl at crazyprayerladies.com. We also have live Bible study led by Miss Crown Call Chosen every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. For more details, email cpl at crazyprayerladies.com. Join us again next time for the Crazy Prayer Ladies podcast.